Hello, friends. Welcome to the Trinity Podcast. My name is Matthew, the pastor on the east side. And our scripture reflection today is going to come from a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to one of his disciples and protégés, a young pastor named Timothy. And so this is going to come from 1 Timothy chapter 2, and I'm going to read the first six verses. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings should be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus, himself human, who gave himself a ransom for all. This was attested at the right time. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Lord, we ask for just a moment with you to to learn something, to hear a word, to be invited into um, into your love. And so God, help us uh, in this moment to move towards you and uh, to sense you moving towards us. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, we are this week, uh, as was true last Tuesday uh, on the podcast that I did, we're, we're going to talk about prayer for a little bit today. And I know that by saying we're going to talk about prayer, some of some of us are probably already like checking out because at least I would be tempted to go, oh, didn't we just talk about this and how much more really needs to be said? And I mean, can we talk about something practical? Can we talk about something that, you know, like really makes a difference in our life? And maybe maybe that's not what you're thinking. After all, you are listening to a daily devotional podcast. But uh, I know that I'm tempted at times to, to feel that way about prayer. Like, um, and, and I think it's important to just note that Paul begins his words here to, th- to Timothy with the phrase, first of all, first of all, like this is of primary importance uh, in what he wants to say to Timothy. I've just been really burdened recently and, um, and reminded also by the spirit that prayer is the work. Like prayer is the work that you and I uh, do. It is, um, it is the work of human beings not just of pastors, uh, my most effective work as a worker, as a parent, as a friend, a neighbor, will be accomplished and supported by prayer. And in that sense, prayer is truly, I believe, the most important thing that you and I uh, can do. Why? Why is that? Why, first of all, well, because if we just go back to the beginning of our whole story, we, we see that from the beginning, you and I have been called, created, and intended to be co-laborers along with God, to, to be, as our Bishop Todd says, God's cooperative friends. We are image bearers meant to reflect and move through the earth, doing the work of God and reflecting God in the process. And so that means that um, for all of our work, whether it's in an office or at home or in the marketplace, the academy, the hospital, or in the yard. All of our work um, is meant to be with God work. It's meant to be stuff we're doing with him. And prayer, what it does is it recenters me in that reality, and it also activates the power of God 
in my life. And so, first of all, as Paul says, first of all, let's let's talk about prayer. Now, in this specific text, Paul is talking about praying for our leaders, which I think is a really appropriate word for us in this moment. Um, obviously, praying for our leaders is not the only thing we do, but it is probably something that many of us don't do. And, um, and there's really good reason to do it. Um, in this season, there's just a sort of powerlessness that I, I think a number of us are, are feeling. How do we engage in the season? And Paul just says, be praying for your, your rulers. Be praying for the people. Why? That you might lead a quiet and peaceable life. Um, the German, uh, there was a German theologian in the 20th century named uh, Helmut Thielich, and he has this um, quote that I've loved for years. He says, God is doing nothing less than offering to his praying church a part in his government of the world. That's pretty cool. God is doing nothing less than offering to his praying church a part in his government of the world. So Paul says, you don't know what to do? Pray for your leaders. Pray that they would be leading and guiding you in ways that are going to be peaceable. Why? Because God is actually the one who is ultimately governing the world. And we are invited to be citizens on this earth uh, alongside our father who rules over all things. And then finally, the the third thing that Paul says is that Jesus Christ is our mediator in prayer. He says there's one God and there is one mediator, Christ Jesus, who himself is human. And um, what that means is that Jesus Christ is the one in whom and with whom we go before God. The way that Jesus himself said it multiple times is that we pray in Jesus' name. And you know, probably if you grew up around the church, you probably have prayed in Jesus' name your whole life. You probably, if you pray before meals, pray for your food in Jesus' name. And most of us never actually think about what in the world that means. We just do it. It's like how you sign off. It's it's letting everyone at the table know this thing is coming in for a landing. So what does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? And this is a huge thing and something I wish I had more time to explore, but praying in Jesus' name is a is both a precondition for our prayer and it is also an, an incredible privilege. And so let's just look at those two things quickly. Um, the precondition, first of all. Uh, it, it is asking for something in someone's name. It, it means that what you're doing is you are asking for something that is in their interest or that they themselves would, would want or wish, like a diplomat does this, uh, in the, the country's interest that he or she is representing, they will go to another country and um, advocate for things that will be in the interest of their, their president, prime minister, uh, or whatever. A lawyer similarly speaks in the name of... Uh, her or his client because that's their job. They're trying to advocate for their client. They're trying to think, what does my client need and how do I say it in legalese so that they um, can get it? So the precondition means that the prayer, um, what we're doing is we are being invited to pray things that Jesus wants. Like that's what it means. It means that we are invited to pray for things that are in alignment with his um, wishes. What that means is that prayer isn't a genie. Um, it's a relationship. I learn the heart of Jesus and I begin to want the sort of things that Jesus wants um, because Jesus is altogether perfect and good. And so as I learn your heart, I begin to want those things myself. 
um, for the world, for my family, for my friends, um, for my neighborhood. And what uh, praying in Jesus' name in that sense is, is it's, it's, it's like protection. I mean, what could be more dangerous in the world today than a magic lamp? If, if you were wise and you ever um, stumbled across Aladdin's lamp, and the genie came out and said, I have three wishes for you. Boy, what a good day. You are having um, anything you want. If if you or I had a modicum of wisdom in that moment, we we would throw the genie and the lamp uh, into a river or or the ocean. Um, wishes, magic, is, is, is prayer without a safety catch. Friends, pr- a prayer is so powerful that it, it would be like Aladdin's lamp that didn't have a safety catch on it. You have access to God as his child. Praying in Jesus' name is, is in a sense, it's, it's that I'm here to actually pray for the things that are going to be good. As um, Tim Keller, I've heard him say many times, um, praying in Jesus' name is, is, is recognizing that if I knew everything that God knew, I would be asking for the things that God is going to do. But I don't. So praying in Jesus' name in that sense is a, is a precondition. And then the second thing is there's an immense privilege that goes with that. Our prayers are heard as though they're coming from the position of Jesus, the Son of God. His name gets you and me into the most innermost chambers. His name his name is not simply his name, it's his person. To pray in Jesus' name means essentially like I'm holding his hand and walking into the innermost chambers of the, 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 the intimacy of the Trinity and speaking there as a person who has been brought in and invited by the, the only beloved Son, of God. His name warrants the highest privilege, which by association you and I share with him. So, I mean, I have people, well, we used to have people in our house back before this. So in the old world, um, people had people to their house and probably some of you have had people in your home. Probably all of you have at one time or another. And I love having people come over and cooking food and all this stuff, but there are just parts of our house that people don't see. And they're usually the places where we stuff stuff uh, when people are coming over. But it's like they're just parts of my my house that people don't see, except for my kids. You know, my kids are always welcome into um, even the parts that like a guest wouldn't be welcome into. On on lazy Saturday mornings, even still, even even with teenagers, still there there will be times where we will crowd all six of us into our bed and, and hang out. And that is just something that no dinner guest has ever done. <laughs> Rightfully so. So there are there is access that comes with being kin. And Jesus, when he says, you can pray in my name, or Paul, as he says it, Jesus is our mediator. Jesus is the one. Um, with that means that you and I are invited into the innermost uh, sanctum. We're given access. And that is maybe the highest gift of prayer. Of course, when we pray, we are seeking God's hand. We're asking for him to do things. And he promises that he does. He promises he will. But even more than that, what he promises is that in the midst of seeking his hand, we will also get to see his face. Um, As Jesus said at one point in the Gospel of Luke, if you and I who are in comparison to God evil, but we still know how to give good gifts to to our kids. How much more will your father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And so uh, when we pray, uh, we are doing nothing less than moving into the innermost sanctum of the heart of God. There with all the access and privileges that go 
with being Jesus's friend, with being kin to God. And we are asking for him to move things in alignment with his wishes um, as we get to know his heart. So I hope that that little thought might encourage you today before you rush to your next thing or even start your next podcast to take five minutes right now and just align your heart with God for a minute and talk to him about what's going on and invite him into the space and ask him to do what only he can do. Bless you, grace and peace to you. Uh, You are loved and we will see you when we see you.